All right, how about hour number two on a Wednesday? Tonight it's Eastern Conference Finals Game 1. Miami at Boston to start it, of course. TNT will have the Eastern Conference tonight. Last night, of course, Denver wins Game 1 of the Western Conference Series. And around these parts, it's all about to the victor goes victor. And the Spurs ended up with the number one spot. Rockets fans, sorry to say, you slipped down past two and three to number four. Mavs fans, sorry to say, you ended up where you're supposed to be at number 10. The numbers did not give you anything better or worse than uh, than they were supposed to. So that part of it worked. A lot of it went, uh, went chalk, if it were, to where it was supposed to go. We're going to get into that with our next guest uh, a little bit. we got the Longhorn stuff to get into as well. We're only 108 days away from the first Texas football game. Sark and the two basketball coaches have been out talking Longhorn stuff with uh, with Longhorn fans around the state, uh, and there's a lot of the energy going on there. Plus, as we close in on the NBA draft, there's a couple issues Longhorn-related there. Uh, it is Chad and Zay on this Wednesday. I'm Chad Hastings. He is Isaiah Collier, and every Wednesday about this time, we have this conversation with this guy. Let's go to the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina hotline. It's Justin Wells inside Texas on 3.com at Justin Wells 2424 on Twitter. Justin, how are you? Doing well, guys. Uh, starting to enjoy this summer weather a little bit. There you go. Uh, all right, let's get the uh, maybe the bad news out of the way first. You, like me, are a Mavs fan. I'll admit that I pumped my fist pretty hard when the Rockets slipped to four, but I kind of had a bad night once the Spurs got that number one pick. How did you react to the Spurs getting Wimbenyama? I mean, I basically felt like there has not been one team in the NBA that has benefited more from the NBA draft lottery than the San Antonio Spurs. I believe it's seven times in the lottery. And they've had the number one overall pick three times. Uh, just unbelievable unbelievable odds for that franchise. And granted, they, they're one of the best well-run you know, franchises in, in all sports, regardless of, of, of the game. But it's a great program and a great franchise. The goodness gracious! You, you, about every twenty years, a seven-foot unicorn drops into San Antonio, misses the Riverwalk, and winds up landing in the basketball arena, and uh, winds up turning into a Hall of Famer. So I, I can't say I'm surprised. Yeah, to go ahead and say it. Yeah, you know, as a Mass fan, Jay Wells, you know. The tenth pick, obviously, and you you would think you need somebody to help Luca, maybe get the ball out of his hands a little bit, especially if we you don't sign Kyrie Irving. You see guys like Keontae George. I know you remember Carson Wallace out of that Dallas area when Chris Beer was trying to recruit him, ended up going to Kentucky, and guys like Grady Dick. Anybody in this draft class this year that you're excited about that you maybe saw this past college basketball season? Hell, even overseas. You, you know, you mentioned Grady Dick. I think that's the one that a lot of Dallas fans are kind of uh, pinpointing. He's a guy, you know, small forward that, that can shoot the ball. And in this this day's NBA, you, you need some guys with ball handlers uh, with, with shooting skills. I mean, that's just the way this game is. Uh, and, and I think Grady Dick is a guy that can do that out of Kansas. I really like Colton Hendricks out of Central Florida. I think he's another one that could, that could come in and play. Um, you know, when it comes to need in the NBA draft, unless you have the top three or four pick, 
yeah, you, you get the best player available. That's really the smartest way to go about it. And so I'm just fired up that Dallas kept that pick because, of course, if it was going to if it was number 11, it was going to be forfeited to, to the Knicks as uh, part of that Porzingis trade, and it did not. It, it turned out, turned out being the top 10 pick. That this is a this is a this is a pick they need. They they need to do well in this draft because they're trying to put the right pieces around Luca and potentially re-signing Kyrie. Uh, Grady Dick is the one I think most people are talking about. I think Hendricks should be a great pick up there as well. I, I'm like you. I like Casey Wallace. I think he's a kid that can handle the ball at the next level and, and be big time. And then you also have Keontae George who can do a little bit of everything as kind of a super guard. They, they just got to hit. They got to get right. I don't care who they draft. It's just got to be the right guy for the right franchise because, you know, you want to keep those guys happy. And, and I think Luka deserves somebody, a, a sidekick these days. Justin, I know you've seen at the Combine Dylan Mitchell starting to turn a lot of the heads, especially with his outside shooting, which is frustrating for a lot of Longhorn fans because where was that this past season? I don't think he took a three all year long. Is it interesting to you to see him thriving like this with his outside shot? Again, especially since we didn't see him showcase that when he was here at the 40 Acres. Yes, yes. We never saw it in the high school highlights. I didn't see it in the high school case. Uh, it kind of reminded me of Miles Turner. Uh, his one year in Austin, he was probably the best three-point shooter on the team, and, and, and he barely shot the ball. And so it was certainly a surprise. I want to see what it looks like when he, when he does the games, when he plays games. Uh, you know, the, the, you know, the, you know, for the combine and stuff like that. I, I, I want to see somebody guarding him shooting threes before I make that big of a jump. But the fact that he's got a nice little left-handed touch, soft shot, looks solid. You wonder where that was this season. You wonder why that wasn't utilized. But at the same time, I think Dylan's going to play himself into a, a lottery pick. And I think that's kind of where we all thought he would go originally, somewhere in that, that early you know, 10 to 15 range, maybe a little bit out of the lottery. Um, Dylan Mitchell, those look great. And, and you got to give that kid a ton of credit. But I do want to ask Coach Terry, uh, why wasn't he shooting the rock last year? Because uh, he looks pretty natural when he does it. Yeah, that is a little bit of a weird, weird mm. angle on that story. Uh, Justin, uh, speaking of Coach Terry, he, along with Coach Schaefer and, of course, Coach Sark, have been out um, talking on the, the barnstorming tour. They hit Houston yesterday. Uh, we've talked about it with you. It's about warming up the fans and getting them excited You know, for the seasons that are coming up. Anything stand out to you from the, the Houston event, or was it pretty much uh, you know all gas, no excuses, and no drama? From what I can tell, uh, it was all gas, no drama. Um, I, I think those guys have done a tremendous job. I love that Texas goes out and, and makes go, does these rounds and, and just sees the fans and the alum. Uh, Art Joe Cook was, was there last night, and so he was able to, to kind of see that and be in the mix. And it, It's not anything where you go and you get a bunch of content. It's not something where you know Sark delivers a bunch of info. Uh, it's really just the camaraderie and and, and, the, and getting the fans happy and fired up and all on the same page. You got Coach Terry, you got Coach Vic to go along with Coach Sark. Uh, I, I just think those guys did a great job. They go they go town to town around the state to just keep to keep everybody happy and to also you know kind of give an, give fans a, a little more of a closer idea of of what these teams are going to look like for the next season. Uh, give Sark and those dudes credit. I, I think it's a lot of fun. And I've told before that, you know, Vic Schaefer, he's a, 
a tremendous salesman. Anytime you hear that guy talk about the University of Texas, it's hard not to want to bleed, burn orange, and you got to give him a lot of credit as well. And so, you know, CDC has these guys set up. They're, they're all in good spots in the athletic department, and, and I think football is the one that obviously feeds the family. That's the one that, that most people are going to pay attention to. And if the closer we get to that 2023 season, the more you can feel and anticipate just how special this year can be. Yeah, you talk about this season, Jay Wells, and I know you've seen that picture of Xavier Worthy getting some serious hang time. The dude looks like dadgum Julius Irvin going for a goal line fade, <laughs> and he looks stronger too. We know the season that he had last year wasn't up to par with what he did his freshman year. We know about the hand injury and just all the miscommunications between him and Quinn and we know how good this wide receiver room is coming in. And I think that's got Xavier Worthy really motivated to have a big time junior year. So when that 2024 mock drafts come up, he is on it. You know, with Worthy, first of all, I thought the photos might be doctored. <laughs> I thought it might be, you know, it, it reminded me of those old Gatorade or Powerade commercials where Michael Vick threw the football out of the stadium. Yep. And, you know, LeBron shot the ball from, like, the other end of Cleveland. Um, you know, I, at first I thought, There's, that can't be worthy. And, man, it is. He looks fantastic. He's motivated. I don't think it has to do much with, with the room, the wide receiver room being better or even having better, uh, you know, cohesive connection with, with, with Quinn Ewers. He's healthy. That's the biggest thing, I think, to him right now is he's healthy. And he has some payback because, you know, fans turned on him last year. You know, when when the drops started adding up, especially in the Alamo Bowl, people had a hard time with Worthy, not knowing what the injury was, not knowing the background to that. So that's one motivated kid. Also, he, you know, he, he sees exactly what you just said. He wants to see his name in a mock draft for the 2024 uh, NFL season. He wants that. And I think this is his last year. I think he's going to try to put it all together. He's going to go out with a bang, uh, try to you know recoup some of that freshman year, uh, you know, uh, say you know pizzazz that he brought to this offense, and then you add an Ad Mitchell and a, and a healthy Isaiah Nayor and a Jonte Cook and DeAndre Moore and Whittington comes back, and all of a sudden Worthy's not going to see bracket coverage anymore. He's going to be more into that single single set stuff, and that is where Xavier Worthy can thrive. Those photos are something else. I, I saw those yesterday. Like I said, I, I didn't know where they had that kind of hang time. My first thought was, I, could, I can't imagine what kind of dunker this kid is because yeah. he is. It yeah. feels like he's at least three feet off the ground. Uh, but man, he looks fantastic, and uh, it, Worthy is motivated, no question about it. After last season, uh, you know, he has draft stock. It fell a little bit this year, guys, and, it, and I think he's fully aware of that. And it's his job to build that back up, and he's on that right path right now. Well, the other thing, Justin, is it's really, I mean, the way it all played out last year and, and the thing that, you know, that Sark let out about the hand that was kind of strange, but now he's got to get the mental side of it back. We know how fans can be. When they get in their mind that a receiver has the drops, he could catch eight in a row. He can catch 10, 12 in a row, just drop one and they'll have that feeling again. The mental side of it is fascinating for me to watch. I'm really rooting for him to overcome all that stuff. The fact that he and Quinn are so close, 
uh, hopefully they can get off to a really good start and maybe get that memory you know, headed down the road for Texas fans and just change the narrative for him. Hey, it, it all listen, the first big touchdown against Alabama week two, fans are going to totally forget about drops. Trust me. Yeah, I understand. It, it, it does kind of linger for, at times. But, it, look, people, I think a lot of people also understand he's a 19-year-old kid, 20-year-old kid. Yep. And, and it's part of growing up. It's part of sports. And I think that's why he's so self-motivated, because he wants to prove those people wrong. He has great hands. He's a pristine route runner with incredible quickness and speed. Uh, him and Quinn are going to be just fine. And, and I'm telling you, that first cut touchdown he catches at Tuscaloosa, Texas fans aren't going to think about the drops anymore. They're going to be wondering how they can get a number one jersey with Worthy written on the back of it. <laughs> there it is. Uh, and thankfully, he'll be able to benefit from that in 2023. Uh, that is Justin Wells, Inside Texas, on 3.com, at Justin Wells, 2424 on Twitter. We're only 108 days away from that first game uh, a week before the Alabama game where Worthy and Ewers and the crew will be out there for Texas. Justin, we always appreciate it, man. And uh, thank you so much for the time, and uh, we'll hit you next week. Appreciate you guys. Nothing but love. Thanks, Jay Wells. Good stuff. Yeah, I had not seen those images. Zay, thank you for sending it during the interview there. Wow. Oh, it looks fake. They should superimpose that on, like, a building. Like, he's flying up a building, a little Superman vibe there. Oh, and that that don't look like that 165 brother that we've seen these last two years. That dude looks like he might be in the 180s. Yeah, that that part of it's good too. You're always looking for in all sports, but really, you know, football and basketball are the ones that always come to mind for me of how did the weight room treat how did they treat the weight room? How did the weight room treat them in the off season? And yeah, that is that is freaky. The fact that he's bending his knees helps the verticality of that picture. Yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. But still, that's <laughs> That is spooky, man. That's absolutely spooky how high he is getting in that picture. Uh, if you haven't seen that, we will get those. Uh, we'll retweet those for you. At C. Hastings 1049. Zay is at ain't that underscore Zay. Uh, the Xavier worthy pictures that are going around. Getting some Longhorn fans excited. Um, also, we've uh, obviously hit a lot of NBA already. Denver winning last night over L.A. And it did look like it was going to be a thrashing. Um, before we get towards the end of it, Zay, the beginning of that game for Jokic was unbelievable. Joker has, what, first quarter numbers that nobody's ever had, uh, a half performance that only Kevin Garnett, I think, has had in the last 20 years. <laughs> Just putting stuff out there that was so amazing to watch. I thought Jeff Van Gundy was going to come out of the seats and give the man a hug for how he, how well he was playing. But the Lakers did fight back and uh, and made it close. But uh, man, Joker was just thirty four twenty one and fourteen was yeah. the final line. Into that first quarter, he had eight points, twelve rebounds, five assists, and two blocks for just letting y'all know things that never been done before. That stat line's ridiculous. And yeah, you just said his stat line for the final game. If you're the Lakers, you like the way you played in the second half, especially in that fourth quarter. You figured something out with Rui Hachimura. He will not play like that offensively every game, but just you need to be bigger. I did not think Darvin Ham did a good job of starting Dennis Schroeder. I thought that was a bad move. Like I said yesterday, you cannot be small with this team. Michael Porter Jr., 6'10". Aaron Gordon, 6'10". Bruce Brown, he's a physical 6'5". Yep. Jamal Murray, he's their smallest player, and he's 6'5". 
So they're a huge team all around. You should have seen those jumpers last night if you didn't watch the game. Those one-foot jumpers that Murray was shooting over Schroeder, like he was not even there. Just coming off of those screens, Schroeder wants to go under the screen. He was knocking that down. That's a problem. you got to go over. And like I was saying earlier, Coach Ham, he has a serious issue with D'Angelo Russell because D'Angelo Russell is one of those players that it sucks, but if he doesn't start, he might be completely checked out of the whole series in his head, in his feelings, etc. So, which you don't need that. That's mm-hmm. you know Jared Vanderbilt. I thought he gave them a good ten minutes yesterday. He didn't really do anything offensively, but just with his length and his size, he kind of helped that comeback along with Lonnie Walker Jr. in the second half. D'Angelo Russell didn't play at all in the fourth quarter, not at all. And I would like Austin Reeves on Jamal Murray, especially since they're around the same height, Reeves being 6'6". Just make Murray guard. You're not going to stop him. Just make it tough for him. Guard him, make it hard, coming off screens. And going into this next game, I'd be good with Joker going for 40 or 50 and not allowing everybody else to get going. You can't allow Contavious Carwell-Pope to give you 21 points. That's a joke if you're the Lakers. If that happens, you're going to get swept. And shout out to KCP because he has something to play for being a former Laker, winning that 2020 championship with Mm -hmm. him. I do not like what he said in the presser. He poked the bear without even doing it. Somebody asked him, what's the difference between LeBron and Joker? All he said was LeBron's more athletic. That's it. Oh, dog, don't say that stuff. Just don't just shut up. Just shut up. Just shut up. I don't say anything like that. Don't give Braun any fuel that he could take because he's looking at that and he'll say, you're comparing me to Jokic? I know he's an all-time talent, two-time MVP, but I'm right by Jordan on the greatest of all time. You going to respect me. You played with me. Right. And you're saying the only difference is the athleticism? Okay, cool. Let's see what happens yeah. next game. But I, KCP, as good as he was, I wouldn't have said that in the press conference. Yeah, let's see if uh, – yeah, does LeBron dial up the aggression in the next game? That's interesting. One of our listeners gave you credit for your Porter Jr. comments. They were talking about how sweet the shot looked, that you were absolutely right about that. He had the best plus-minus of any Denver Nugget last night, plus 20 when he was on the floor. He's solid, man. That shot he get hit against Austin Reeves in the corner, Austin Reeves was right in his grill. And he acted like he wasn't even there. And I saw Anthony Davis and LeBron in their press conferences last night. They were calm. They were laughing. They were cool. Like, they understand that what they found in the fourth quarter with Rui Hachimura or something, having Anthony Davis not play Nikola Jokic one-on-one and have Hachimura on him, which he can't guard him at all. But now Joker, when he tries to get to the rim, he's running into Anthony Davis, especially if Aaron Gordon's in the game. So now Mike Malone, he's going to have to make the decision. And, okay, if Aaron Gordon's not making outside shots and we're playing them along the baseline when Anthony Davis is guarding him and that's not working – I'm going to have to put in Bruce Brown. But they don't want to put in Bruce Brown because who's going to guard LeBron? Aaron Gordon's supposed to guard LeBron. So that's the little chess matches that Mike Malone and Darvin Ham are going to be playing for the rest of the series that I'm very intrigued to see. And, yeah, I again, if I'm Coach Ham, D'Angelo Russell, I don't give a damn about your feelings. This is the playoffs. Yeah. If you want to be respected by your teammates and have a good lengthy career, because you could be out the league very soon. 
very soon because of the way that you're going about things and bitching about not starting. We don't so, need that in the playoffs. So you would take Russell out of the starting lineup and put Hachimura in? Yes. Because they basically had the same minutes last game. Hachimura 28 minutes off the bench, Russell 26 in a starting role. You'd have Hachimura start, Russell come off the bench. Absolutely. Each game is different. Each series is different. Just because you started every game in the last two series doesn't mean you deserve it in this series. The teams are different. The matchups are different. I'm not going to cost the game for your feelings, D'Angelo Russell. So then from the defending, as far as defending Joker, do you think that they doubled too much and allowed him to to get other guys involved? Are, are you, I, are you and, saying they back off, go one-on-one, and then, like you said, let him get 40 or 50 if he does it? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's very hard to do because they're playing off of him. They're coming off a dribble handoff. Jamal Murray's getting the ball off of dribble loops and dribble handoffs, and they're playing them in pick and roll, and then they're setting on ball screens for him. So Malone does a really good job of getting him involved no matter what. <laughs> but, yeah, I would let, I would stay tight on everybody else, Michael Porter Jr., Jamal Murray, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, Bruce Brown. Let Aaron Gordon shoot. He's the only one I would leave. He's the only one I would leave outside. Everybody mm-hmm. else, you got to stay tight. And if Joker gets his 40, he gets his 40. But Kentavious Carwell Pope can't get 21. Bruce Brown can't get that whatever he had. He can't do that. What was it? 16? Bruce Brown can't get that. No. And Michael Porter Jr., he can't do what he did yesterday. So, yeah, man, I, I think the Lakers, they're in a good spot. I would not trip if I were them. Now, if Darwin Ham comes with D'Angelo Russell – and I'm a Lakers fan, then I'd be a little worried. Um, the Both teams shoot 55%. It was 50-48 in the paint. So that those are very, very even. The one number that was way out of whack by the end of the game, Darvin Ham's going to have to figure out. Plus 17 on the boards for Denver. It was 20-something to four to yeah. start the game. When you start three freaking point guards against the biggest team in the league. So what you're saying, That's yeah. what's going to happen. That, that was stupid. That, Why are you starting Dennis Schroeder, Austin Reeves, and D'Angelo Russell? That was dumb. In addition to what you're saying about, about the defense, I think that's another reason. Another reason to go big. Because if, if you get plus 17 on the boards in every game, you may not win a game in this series. No, not at all. Like, I get, that was... That was a bad move. 47 to 30. Yeah, darn him. He's going to be kicking himself in the butt if they lose this series in like a game seven or something like that because game one got away just from making uh, an adjustment like that. Yeah, great uh, great entertainment by the end of it. It was one of those games that, um, you know, in the end the Lakers didn't didn't get the lead back, but at least they made it close. There was a lot of excitement. There was that great scramble play late in the game that Denver had down, excuse me, up four, I believe, at that time. Oh. Scramble play right there in the lane. It goes the other way for the alley-oop to Aaron Gordon. Gordon. That was a huge play to put him up six. Austin Reeves comes down the next play, hits a three, then it gets to LeBron. And LeBron, then LeBron you got to knock that shot. Yeah, LeBron, man, I he didn't want to take that shot. That's why somebody on our specs text line because I said yeah. LeBron's right by Jordan. They got Kobe right there, and I get it because Kobe would have shot that with so much confidence and wanted I to take. I it. wanted to take it. Right, LeBron was like, "Oh, I guess I have to take it," and then he tried to play it off and look at everybody like, "Ooh, it almost went in." That shot had no chance of going. In. Yeah, Dame wants that shot. Steph wants that shot. Murray wants that shot. LeBron's wanted it in previous years when his jumper was on point and he didn't have an ankle injury because your legs, you need those legs, yeah, especially not- in Denver. He's not 100%. 
when he's getting to the rim, when they get those mismatches and have Murray on them and he's posting up and stuff, he still looks great. But that jumper, it's not there. He's shooting 25% all the playoffs. It is not there. And yeah. if you're Mike Malone and the Denver Nuggets, go ahead. Like I said in the last series, shoot it. Shoot it. Yeah, at like you, 38 with this body, it's like he's turned into the young Giannis. Or, or young LeBron. He was kind of like that at the beginning, too, where it's all it's got to be just driving to the basket. That's where they feel comfortable. And the further out they get, the less comfortable it looks. Yeah. He and, does not look comfortable with that shot. And for the person that thinks that Kobe is better than LeBron and they always try to justify it by, oh, Kobe won without Shaq, they just hung Pau Gasol's jersey in the rafters in L.A. Yeah, they So did. that, like, he won without Shaq. That doesn't really make much sense when they're hanging other guys' jerseys at Kobe play within the rafters. And R.I.P. Rest in Power, Kobe. We miss you. One of the greatest to ever play the no game. Doubt. But let's give Pau Gasol some damn respect. Let's give Phil Jackson some damn respect. Yeah. Lamar Odom, Robert Ory, Shaquille O'Neal. Let's give those guys a little bit more respect and be objective about the whole thing. That's all I'm saying. Every time I watch Joker play, I think of Pau. He's like Pau Gasol in a dump truck had a baby. Like I think of Pau. <laughs> He, Powell's one of my favorite big men who could handle. Hands, had, had good feet. Joker's just him dialed up. Everything's dialed up. Yeah, And I've, a, I've never seen anything like it. That's a good comparison. Powell's a lot like Joker. That's a great comparison because he was so skilled. Powell would get the ball off defensive rebounds and push it himself and He'd throw no-look yeah. passes and stuff like that. Yeah. He would have probably played a lot like Joker if Kobe wasn't taking 35 shots a game. <laughs> he probably would have. You're right. All right. A lot of NBA out there. Up next, let's talk some, uh, some flex. Cameron Parker previewing that West. Lake Round Rock series. Where are we at in society at the end of the hour? Coming up in the two o'clock hour, Zay found an interesting NFL quarterback list. He says some of it'll make sense and some of it won't. We'll get to that. Stay with us. It's the horn. I'm coming. I'm coming, baby. I'm coming. Come and come, come help me. Chad and Zay. All right, Chad and Zay with you on this Wednesday. All right, Zay, it does not sound like the biggest of big names that I would think of. Is it a big name, though? No. Okay. But he's the homie of a very big name. Ah, not the big name, but he's a friend of a big name. Yeah, like this album is called James Brown's Funky People Part 2. Ah, okay. There it is. So he's a part of James Brown's Funky People. Excellent. It made me think of James Brown, but I knew that wasn't James. So who is it? Bobby Bird. Okay. Good stuff. What's it called? I'm coming. I'm coming. Bobby Bird, ladies and gentlemen. Rod Stewart and Lips Incorporated have all been on the show today. We've got NFL talk coming up in the 2 o'clock hour. Lowest interception rate all time. Top 10 quarterbacks. Lowest interception rate all time, according to PFF. Zay says the list may surprise you. Uh, in terms of how it lays out. We'll get to that in the 2 o'clock hours. Zay's got Where We At in Society coming up. Right now, though, we've got the Flex segment coming and a big baseball series to preview. Here we go. Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit brainvault.com and join the movement. 
Got an offer for one of my favorite tight ends in the area as well in terms of the flex football side of it. But we will talk baseball right now with our man Cameron Parker. You hear Cameron on Light the Tower each and every day. You hear him on the Wednesday Night Flex Show. Normally, won't be on tonight with the fellas, but uh, he is on the Wednesday Night Flex Show a lot as well. And he will be calling. Round Rock and Westlake, the series is happening. Cameron, this is what a lot of us, just the third-party folks, have been looking for. We got our football matchup in Vandegrift and Drip. We got the basketball matchup. Zay and I were talking about that one the other day. Zay wanted Stony Point to take on Buta Johnson. We wanted it. It happened. And now people wanted Westlake and Round Rock. It's happening. Yeah, two of the top ten teams in the state. Number three, Westlake is ranked by Max Preps in the country. Jeez. You have Round Rock, what? who's 18th in the country. And number nine in the state by a couple different polls. I mean, this is it's an exciting matchup, and it's just the third round of the playoffs. It's just the regional quarterfinals. There's still like four rounds to go to decide a state champion. Uh, that's salty, man. That is salty. So for game one, for people that uh, that need that schedule, tomorrow night, uh, 7.30, it's at Round Rock for mm-hmm. game one. Is this going to be the two big dog pitchers going head, head up? For Round Rock, I'm, it's probably going to be Travis Sakura. Okay. Um, the, the Texas signee and possibly future MLB draft pick uh, this season. He had a really good performance against Reagan uh, last week. He went six innings, almost got seven, couldn't quite seal the deal in the seventh inning. And then for Westlake, I talked with Coach Blair today. He still is not sure what he's going to do. Now, unlike Round Rock where you know you have Sakura, who's your number one guy, and you have Tanner Jackson, number two guy, for Westlake – I mean, they have strength in numbers. They can throw anyone and everyone out of their bullpen. There's about eight or nine different guys that they can pitch they feel reliable on. So, Chance okay, Covert. So, eight or nine. So, so yeah. Covert's not their absolute number one then? He, he's he been their go-to guy this season. Okay. But he's not he's not a guy who's going to go and pitch six innings. He's okay. not like Sakura or Tanner Jackson, who Round Rock can rely on for possibly five, six, seven innings. For Westlake, they're going to throw Chance Covert for a few innings. They might put in Nathan Duvall for a few innings. They can throw three or four guys at Round Rock. And I'm I'm guessing they're probably going to have maybe four different pitchers pitch tomorrow night. And usually you think four pitchers, oh, man, the starter got rocked. No, 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 no. Westlake, they have a lot of depth that a lot of teams don't have even at the 6A region. And they spent the last couple years really developing these guys. Coach Blair is proud. They knew two years ago that, okay, we're going to have a pretty big class of seniors in 2022, 2023. They have 23 seniors. But they knew that it was going to take some time to develop. So the last two years, they've been really working hard in the gym, working on their velocity, uh, getting their pitches, getting stronger in the weight room. And that's come to a head here this season for Westlake. It's why they're so good. So they can throw a number of guys at Round Rock. And for Round Rock, I mean, with Sakura and, and Tender Jackson, I mean, they can go deep. Kate Weibel. Kate Weibel, excuse me, and Kate Algar of the bullpen. So it's two really good teams, but they're built differently, which is what's so exciting. Yeah, sounds like a good matchup. Absolutely. So, Cam, in order for the Dragons to win, what will they have to do to defeat Westlake? I think if you told me Sakura pitches six innings, Sarah Jackson pitches six innings, and, and Kate Weibel comes in or, or Algar and, and gets one inning, I think that's good for Round Rock. I think it comes down to – those guys having solid outings. Senator Jackson didn't have his best stuff. He said on the broadcast after their win against Reagan in game two, but the offense came alive and they really rallied behind them. So I think for, for Round Rock, yeah, as long as you get those solid innings out of, out of Socorro and, and Tanner Jackson, I think they'll be in a good position. And, and for Westlake, I mean, it, there, there's such a uh, oh, there's so much depth on the team that any runs can come from anywhere. 
Cameron Parker joining us in studio here for the Flex segment. A reminder, it is Wednesday, and Wednesday Night Flex will be happening tonight. Zach and Nolan Hogan with the Wednesday Night Flex show tonight. You get the Longhorn Blitz podcast after that. And a special two-hour Sports Guys Talking Wrestling. No fight night this week. Sports Guys Talking Wrestling taking two hours for you uh, at 9 o'clock tonight. Also, uh, remember, 7-on-7 at Lake Travis this Saturday, games at 8.30, 9.15, and 10. You can go to flxatx.com or flexatx on your social. See the full schedule. See who's going to be there. See what matchups you may want to go check out. It is a lot of fun if you are a football head and you want to get a look early look at some of the skill players in the area. Yeah, and then for the night show, um, as you mentioned, Chad, I will not be there, but Zach Lucero and Nolan Hogan will be having, holding it down. Doug Warren, the Wimberley head coach, they went to the state ah, tournament okay. last year, lost to Carthage. Uh, it was a, a pretty good 4A program, but he'll join the show at the top of the hour at 7 o'clock. And then Ashton Torrens, speaking of Westlake baseball, one of their best track and field superstars. Uh, he had a great uh, showing at the UIL State Track and Field Championships. Um, he won, I believe, silver in the 100 meters. And overall, his career has won eight district championships, nine Jeez, area championships, what? three regions, two state, two state runners-up. And he's competed individually in the 100, 200 uh, meters long jump. He's won 22 titles in four state medals. And he's a senior in high school. So Ashton Torrens will be joining them live Man. in studio. I don't know if they're going to have like a cart bringing him, bringing in all the medals <laughs> and, and what stuff. Did, uh, what did Zach tell me? Is he going to Miami? Yes, so he's a Miami right? signee. Okay. That's yeah. not too bad. Go to South Smart Beach. Boy. Good for him. South Beach. Yeah, good move. From Westlake to South Beach. Track and, and field. Yo, the NIL deals down there in South Beach. Mm. Cavender yeah. Twins. We saw what Isaiah Wong and Nigel Pat yeah. got in the basketball. Yeah. Great move. Good yeah. point. Man, that's, uh, that's good. All right, so that's tonight on the Wednesday Night Flex Show. Also, uh, a couple other offers to mention. You can check these out on Flex, along with some cool weightlifting videos that are getting thrown up there as everybody's getting ready for the season. Uh, UTRGV throwing out offers. We were just talking Westlake. Jack Kaiser, the running back from Westlake. Uh, Heath McCree from Westlake. Both got offers from UTRGV recently. And the big stud D-lineman out at Weiss, Chad Otutu, keeps Racking up offers. He got an offer from UTRGV. And one of my favorite tight ends in the area is Jace Skoglin from Vandegrift. 6'5", 245. Got an offer from Incarnate Word. I'm watching that offer list. I want to see how that grows and changes with Skoglin and how Vandegrift uses him this year. I think he's really good. And if he continues to develop, I think he could get some offers headed up into the the, pretty big-time D1 area. Yeah, and then two other quick shout-outs, Chad, before you kick me out. Uh, Vandergrift girls went wire the wire to win um, to win the 6A championship. So shout-out the Vipers uh, girls team. And then also nice. Westwood. That's softball? Or uh, golf. Golf. Did golf. I say softball? Yeah. You, no, oh, you, you didn't, didn't say, say sports. So. Okay, sorry. Golf. And I think their Vipers, the boys team also, and Westlake both competing very well in the men, in the boys' state title. And then also in lacrosse, uh, Westwood. Shout out to Westwood. They won the state championship uh, last week. Okay. Uh, Zach McDonald, uh, MVP, I believe. He's a, he's a goalkeeper. So shout out to Westwood and then the Vipers for uh, – uh, hold up the Sentex. They're doing well right now, competing all across the state. Warriors came out to play. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Hey, yo, Cam, were you playing Obi Trice on Light the Tower yeah. this morning? Yo, yeah. shout out to you. You and Jeff were doing it big this morning. That's what I'm talking about. Well, me and Jeff, it's just me and Jeff, we get down. We, we get down. <laughs> I know, Craig. It's a little bit different. We're not, we're not like John Moran flashing pieces oh, on, uh, on the man. Twitch stream, but uh, we have some fun. I'm not sure if I've worked with two people 
that when they're together, I would expect more hip hop than those two in terms of when you look at, if you just met them, you would not assume hip hop. But after I've gotten to know them, I know when those two get together, they're going to get into some hip hop like that. Oh, I haven't heard the name Bubba Sparks in like 15 years until I talked to Jeff Howe. Like once Jeff Howe was throwing out Bubba Sparks, I was like, yo, this dude knows some crazy hip hop. He is Bubba Sparks is coming off the bench for like white great rappers. I'm telling you, the only thing that keeps them from doing it most days is Craig Ways brings his Steely Dan fandom into the room and keeps it balanced. Yeah, that Yacht Rock. When you pull the Yacht Rock guy out, the the two hip hop fans go crazy. It's just nuts. You can tell who is here and who's not here depending on the music for the show, <laughs> which I think is great. It is great. That's uh, exactly correct. Oh, I'm hearing talking heads. Okay, Jeff must it must be Craig's in town. Okay. <laughs> the locks is playing. All right, it's Jeff now today, <laughs> baby. Locks. Let's go. Fair enough. That's, that's a new game for you. Guess which host is on based on the music. That is Cameron Parker. Always good to talk to you, sir. Have a great call once tomorrow gets here. And uh, have a good day today. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Yes, Thanks, sir. Cam. Cam's rocking a PGA championship. It's pretty shirt. fire. Yeah. It's pretty fire. He's got some nice golf gear. He does. He has really good, really good golf gear. Real quick, uh, you got a quick prediction for me? Give me one name. One name for the PGA. Uh, Cameron Young. There you go. Okay. Cameron Young. That's the is that wait, is that the British dude or is that Cameron Smith? That's that's Cameron Smith's an Aussie. Cam Smith is the Aussie, yeah. but he's uh, he's live. Yeah, Cam Young with Wake Forest. He's from the New York area. He can hit it a mile long. I like Cam Young this week. Okay. And are Dustin Johnson and DeChambeau allowed to play or not? They are allowed to play. Okay. Good. Uh, the Shambo says he's only going to live to 115 years now. He said it's at 150 earlier, but he's lost a little weight. So uh, oh. factor that into your gambling if you're going to go to Shambo. Uh, good for him. I love Smart Hulk so much. I, I just I need, I need I need him to Hulk back up though. Let's he, go, he's go he's, back a, up he's not the big golfer anymore. He's a skinny golfer. It, it doesn't look right. Uh, I need him to bulk back up. I love that. Love that idea that he had. All right, that is Cameron Parker. Check out the Wednesday night flex show tonight. He gave you an idea of some of those guests. Again, eight o'clock Longhorn Blitz podcast. Nine o'clock sports guys talking wrestling tonight. Up next, it's where we at in society. Don't move. It's the horn. Chad and Zay. Rolling through a Wednesday. I recognize this one. Had a little... Nah, it's not him. No, no, no. It's definitely not that. Um, Nah, I don't have it. Who is it? Doobie Gray. Yeah, I I didn't have that. Yeah, that... uh, that started out, at, when I first heard it, it had a little bit of a Smokey Robinson vibe to it, and then it got more Doobie Gray as things went yeah. along. It really got Doobie Gray fast. <laughs> That's why I did not say Smokey Robinson. <laughs> Doobie Gray, Bobby Bird, Rod Stewart, and Lips Incorporated, ladies and gentlemen. A lot of stuff going on today in terms of basketball. We'll get back into that. Also, a reminder, if you missed our interviews this week, uh, with uh, yesterday we talked to Tony Khan, the, uh, the head of e- AEW, ahead of the event tonight. If you want your tickets, go to hornfm.com. There might be a few left. I'm hearing we, it may be a sellout tonight at the Moody Center. Mark Henry was on Coke FM this morning. Zay, did you hear any of it? I did not. I'll right. go back and listen. Here was my favorite moment. This is all, I, this is all I'm looking for from people outside of wrestling. 
Mark Henry says to Bob Cole, it is predetermined, it is scripted, but if I pick a man up and throw him across the ring, there's something called gravity that's going to take over, and it's going to hurt, and he has to know how to fall, and if he doesn't know, he could really get hurt. And Bob Cole instinctively said, yo, that's not fake. Perfect. That, perfect. That's all I needed. That is all I'm looking for. Uh, I don't need Bob Cole in a t, you know in an AEW T-shirt, third row. That's not what I'm looking for. That level of respect is what I'm looking for. Mark was awesome this morning. Bob was great. Eric Reigns was awesome. Eric is a big wrestling fan, and his son is uh, sons are wrestling fans and stuff too. So it was cool to hear that. You can check that out. CokeFM.com, HornFM.com for tickets and the interviews we've had this week with Mark. And Tony Khan, we may grab Mark Henry one more time this week before the big event on Friday. But again, tonight is AEW Dynamite and Rampage over there at the Moody Center. Uh, a lot of stuff coming in on the Specs text line, 337-3776. Spurs fans just riding high today because they're getting Victor Wembenyama. Before we get to where we at in society, here's your spelling lesson for you Spurs fans. W-E-M-B-A-N. And then Yama, Y-A-M-A, Wimban Yama. That's how you spell the last name of the guy you're going to take first. Seven foot five, freaky, freaky center like maybe nobody's ever seen. Yeah, and one thing about iconic sports figures, they always go by one name. And his is Wimba. He's going Wimba? Wimba. That's the nickname. Not Victor. Not Victor. Going Wimba. Wimba. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, one way or the other, that one name, everybody's going to know who he is. Yep. We've never really had a victor in the NBA. No, I can't that's, think a, of, that's a little weak. I can't think of a victor that's ever been uh, rolling through the NBA. I, last night watching uh, Joker do what he did, I just thought, imagine in a couple years when it's Joker and that dude head up oh, in man, a game. I can't wait. Last night was obviously a showcase of freaky bigs because you had Anthony Davis, even in a loss, getting 40 the Lakers have to figure out maybe do they need even more out of him, um, you know, and he was able to score a, a ton, and now you're bringing this dude into the league. It's uh, it's a crazy resurgence of uh, of big guys right now. With uh, and then obviously Embiid just wins the MVP. A lot of great, uh, a lot of great centers in the league, and Wimbenyama is going to become the next one. Maybe he ends up being one of the greatest. We shall see. So that big story last night, Denver winning last night. We'll get into some NFL stuff in the two o'clock hour. Let's get you a quick where we at in society. See what Zay wants to hit today. Where are we at in society today? All right, Zay. I'm sorry I babbled too much there. What's going on? Nah, you good, man. That's part of the show. So. One of you and I, our mm-hmm. favorite celebrity couples, is under a little bit of controversy. Nothing bad, nothing too crazy, what? but an interesting take. Gabrielle Union, yes, who is with D. Wade, yes, she NBA is. Hall of Famer. Gabrielle is 50, by the way. Is she 5'0 now? Yes, Ooh. and she looks like that. You're a lucky man, Dwayne Wade. Yeah, D. Wade is 41, so... Lucky as hell. Yeah, she don't age, so he, he good. Nine nine years, that ain't nothing. What's that What's that old saying about black don't crack? Oh, it don't at I, all with her. Then we need to come up with a new one for her. <laughs> My Lord. Yeah, she's special. She's she, incredible. She's special. Yeah. So she was on, or she had an interview recently where she said that her and D. Wade split the bills 
and she still has anxiety about being financially secure due to all of her responsibilities, which forces her to be a workaholic. Wow. I have looked up her net worth, 40 mil, (laughs) and his net worth over the years, 170 mil. So to put that into context, a little bit of Mm -hmm. the situation here on when she says 50-50. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, the the fifty fifty. The interesting to hear that from a couple at that level. Mm-hmm. That's millions and millions and millions of dollars. Um, that's interesting though. So I want. Does that mean they have? Do they have separate accounts? And do they not have joint accounts? I didn't see all that. Okay, that's the confusing part. That's sort of where that would lead me. Like that's the that's the path my wife and I have been on pretty much since we met. We it, it, it's there's certain things I take care of. Certain bills and stuff I take care of, certain bills and stuff she takes care of. And when my wife and I have the discussion of who's getting dinner, it's legitimate. I pay the bills on my, you know, I'm going to end up paying for it. If I buy dinner, she's going to end up paying for it if she buys dinner. Interesting. Yeah. We've never, for some reason, that just worked for, for us from the very beginning. Now, we don't have, and we don't have a disparity like that. We don't have a disparity <laughs> right. where it's you know we, we've always been it's been con- pretty comparable in terms of uh, in terms of the money situation so it can work out as long as you trust each other and one of you doesn't go crazy. Well, the women on one side are saying no, Gabrielle, you need to bank that, keep your money, and D Wayne needs to pay for everything because he's net worth one hundred forty mil plus all the endorsements that he has, and I- she's. Forty mil. Okay, a we're talking about forty million dollars here. Would you She's forty mil. If I'm assuming, just like it would be in my house, if the person that makes more money is needed to take care of something, he will. He will. If something came up tomorrow, and Dwayne and Gabrielle had to figure out some, I don't know, let's say million dollar problem, he, I'm sure he would step up and say, "I got it." Now I think D Wade's other baby mama, like for his first woman i think she's a little out there ah. so he's definitely paid some child support see now in that's recent years. now that's one thing i do not have that they may have i do not have former baby mamas baby daddies we are yeah we don't have any of that in my house thank goodness yeah <laughs> no complexity there <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy though i never would have thought of that with a with a big time couple like that i just always imagine that they take every bit of their money at, at, like once a year they take as much as they can find reasonably liquid, and they just dump it all in a room, and then Scrooge McDuck for a day. Yeah, well, and just swim in it. Well, a lot of ignorant women that I've been seeing on social media, the reason they're having a hard time with this because it's like you get with an NBA player, so you don't have to work. <laughs> like, oh, stop! Like that's what it is. You, you get with an NBA player, so you don't have to work. No, and see, that's what's great about Gabrielle Union. She's got her own thing. That's that's why D Wade. Loves her so yeah, much. Yeah, that's what I love about that couple. Every time I see them, I think that. Or like you were talking about the other day, every time I see Rich Paul sitting next to Adele, I think that couple doesn't argue about that kind of stuff. Oh, he's doing it. That couple's got their own stuff going on, man. Yeah. I, I love that. Yeah, I can't wait till Adele drops that 35 album where she's talking about her coffee being black. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't <laughs> wait, boy. That's going to be a hit. Because that's a different Adele that we haven't seen before. The first track on the album should be Coffee is Black. <laughs> That'd be awesome. I like my coffee black. No, no, no. Don't even make it the title. Make it a lyric in like the very first track oh, you put out. Oh, man. 
man, yeah, with that accent, yo, man, she's, Adele, that's what I'm talking about. I love her so much. She's, yeah. she's fantastic. Yeah, so all you ignorant women out there, stop hating on D-Wade and hating on Gabrielle Union. Y'all just mad because whoever y'all with definitely can't get to the league, damn, can't even get overseas, and he making you pay for your own bills. So stop hating because they doing their thing. And how long have they been together? Ooh, it's a while. It is a while. I mean, it I'd works say almost ten years. It works for them. Yeah. If it works, it works. I don't even. I every once in a while I had that conversation with friends or family or whatever. If it works for you, do whatever you do. Whatever you need to do. Yeah. Talk about D Wade comfortable because <laughs> the men that Gabrielle Union's been with and all these rom coms and stuff. Michael Ely, Morris Chestnut. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else? LL Cool J. Well. It's got to be intimidating. I don't care how much money you have in the bank. Dwayne Wade knows deep down that he is the ugly one in that relationship. And that's yep. got to be tough to live with. Not but, saying a lot because, you know, very comfortable with my sexuality. D-Wade, good-looking dude. Yeah, Dwayne's not a bad-looking guy, but he's not Gabrielle Union. Nope. I mean, that's just a, it's just like the Russell Wilson-Sierra discussion. Oh, yeah. Russell's not ugly, but Sierra's Sierra. And you have to be comfortable with that. That you're going to get up every day and you're with somebody that – everybody's looking at. Everybody. And obviously they're going to feel sorry for him too. The fans are going to just go, oh, poor Gabrielle, I can't believe (laughs) you've only got $40 and you're worried about money. Just stop it. Stop it. That's not what she's saying. She's just giving a little bit of their lives out there. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, All the power to to D. Wade and and Gabrielle Union. Hopefully hopefully they continue to be happy together and uh, and figure out all their money situations. Maybe they could give us some. And just send some this yeah, way. Yeah, right? We'd love we could take it. We would love that. Or just fly us out to South Beach and let us stay at the crib like an Airbnb for oh, a little bit. Oh, my God. You know what I'm saying? Dude. <laughs> oh, my God. If I could spend a weekend with that couple, <laughs> I, don't even, I wouldn't even have to speak. I would tell them. I won't say a word. I swear. You, you pick a time, and at, from that point to when I leave, I won't say a word. I just want to hang out with y'all. I just want to hang out with the greatness. Just want to be near it. I'll eat in the corner. Just want to be near you. Just want to be near it. Okay, 2 o'clock hour coming up. Zay's found a top uh, list of quarterbacks, top 10 list, maybe and beyond, from PFF with the lowest interception rates all time. He says part of the list makes sense, part of it doesn't. We'll hear that list next on the Horn.